Welcome to GLF Live, a podcast from the Global Landscapes Forum. Buried deep under Arctic permafrost is one of the world's most important warehouses, one that holds the keys to the global food supply. We're talking here about the Svalbard Global Seed Vault. Located in the Norwegian archipelago of Svalbard, roughly halfway between the North Pole and mainland Norway, the seed vault contains backups of about 1.2 million seed samples from almost every country in the world. It's designed to safeguard the world's crops from war, natural disasters, or even the most mundane threats like power outages. This year, the vault is marking its 15th anniversary by opening its doors to new seeds, which is why we're giving a little glimpse into what's inside it and what it means for the future of our food. Listen on to find out. Hi everyone, and welcome to today's GLF Live. Um, my name is Irini, and I'm going to be your host today. I'm the youth coordinator here at the Global Landscapes Forum. And we are very, very excited to talk about one of the most interesting buildings and uh, projects uh, that exist in the world, the Svalbard Global Seed Vault. And to do that, we have with us today Osmund Asdal, uh, from Norway that is going to share a um, few things about this 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 project and they're gonna go um, there together and find out about all the secrets and the seeds that this place hides. Hi Osmund, uh, welcome. Very nice to to have uh, you here with us. Um, let's let's start from the basics. The Svalbard Global Seed Vault celebrates this year fifth, its fifteenth anniversary. It was established in two thousand and eight. So in the end of February, we celebrate 15 years. Why is the Seed Vault project so important and how this anniversary is going to be commemorated? Well, uh, thank you, Irene, for inviting me to this uh, webinar. It's, it's a pleasure to, to talk to, uh, to your audience. And it's also very nice to have the opportunity to explain about the Svalbard Global Seed Vault. So, <clears throat> To explain about the, the importance of the seed vault, we have to, to start with the, the importance of conserving plant genetic resources. <clears throat> As you know, um, our crop plants are not found in the nature, but we find the plants that are, uh, are the ancestors of, uh, of crop plants in nature. And the development of agriculture <clears throat> through maybe 10,000 10, years, farmers were able to develop very slowly uh, crop plants, cultivated plants out of wild plants they found in the nature. <clears throat> and through these 10,000 years, farmers and uh, later breeders, scientists, um, botanists, collectors of plants from the wild have uh, collected uh, and produced uh, a huge diversity of uh, genotypes of these crop plants. These crop plants and this diversity is uh, collected in and conserved in, in gene banks all over the world. And gene banks, they distribute seeds and genetic resources to science, to researchers, to plant breeders. And it's an ongoing uh, effort to produce better and high yielding crop plants. And this diversity is, we can call it the raw material of uh, 
that plants and agriculture needs to increase and adapt um, uh, agriculture to, to future demands. Our um, population increases, uh, we have the climate change issue, so we constantly need new and better adapted crop plants, varieties, and this is why we conserve this uh, genetic diversity. And these uh, resources are so crucial and so important that the gene banks must be sure they do not lose uh, the genetic resources. And that's why the Svalbard Global Seed Vault opened in 2008. And we offer a safe place for duplicates of seeds that are conserved in gene banks. So if a gene bank loses its seeds, uh, lose it, uh, its uh, genetic resources in their home collection. They can get the the copies, uh, the backup copies back from the seed vault. So that's the whole idea. And uh, uh, when we know the importance of these uh, genetic resources, uh, it also explains about the importance of keeping these in uh, in a secure place. That's that's great and very, very interesting about how all the different seed banks then in the world that have deposited, I guess, seeds in the vault then have access to, to this um, to these seeds in case of, uh, let's say, emergency. So would you like to share any plans that maybe the, uh, the seed vault has for this February? Um, how uh, is this is seed vault going to celebrate or like commemorate this 15th um, anniversary, let's say? Well, um, 15 years is not a very uh, big celebration normally. We, we, uh, when we celebrated the 10-year anniversary, we invited uh, politicians, scientists, uh, representatives from gene banks from all over the world to come to Svalbard for, for a seed uh, conference, for depositing seeds and so on. This time, in the light of the situation in the world, with, in the light of climate change issues, we have decided not to bring a lot of people from uh, distant uh, countries to the seed vault. We will try to, to celebrate this in, <clears throat> in the local community in Svalbard. Uh, and uh, we also uh, try to use the anniversary to to reach out through social media to websites and, and so on, so that uh, uh, the celebration has some effects uh, also outside the Longyearbyen when we celebrate. But uh, <clears throat> the most important thing is that we have invited gene banks, as, as we always do, to deposit seeds. And almost 20 gene banks have said they will deposit seeds at this occasion. Uh, we will receive uh, around 100 seed boxes from nearly 20 gene banks. We will bring these into the seed vault. The Norwegian Minister of Agriculture and Food will be there. Representatives from, uh, from our partner Crop Trust will be there. And uh, hopefully some media will uh, make some nice, uh, <laughs> nice uh, media uh, stories about this. So, uh, and we have invited 15-year-old youth in Svalbard to, to, to join us for some activities. Uh, they were born when the seed vault uh, opened, so hopefully this have also a symbolic uh, 
uh, effect on this. So, so we are trying to connect closer to to the to the local community in Svalbard at this occasion. So, uh, but quite modest, not much travels, and uh, and uh, we look forward to to receive all these seeds and uh, and. Uh, commemorate all the work that has been done by all these gene banks. Thank you for sharing that. I think it actually aligns very well with what I feel the values of the seed um, of the seed vault are like to basically focus on on how to be mindful of the climate crisis, mindful of what's happening around and at the same time also find nice ways to say the story of this of this uh, place. Beautiful. So you mentioned that in in the wake of this anniversary, you're going to have 20 seed banks basically depositing new seeds uh, or their seeds in the seed vault. So my question now is, how are these seed banks selected if they are selected? How, how is the collaboration with the seed vault for these seed banks? Who decides? <clears throat> well, in, in principle, all uh, long-term sustainable gene bank banks that share their material with uh, breeders and researchers, they are invited to deposit seeds in the seed vault. So today, uh, 93 gene banks have deposited seeds, copies of their home collections in the seed vault. So it's it's actually up to them. Um, through um, webinars like this, the presentations uh, online, uh, uh, conferences uh, through email contact, uh, international meetings. We try to to convey the invitation to gene banks, and I think most gene banks all over the world know about this uh, opportunity. And uh, each year, some new gene banks will uh, join what we can call the family of depositor gene banks to the seed vault. And this time, we actually have three or four new gene banks that will send seeds for the first time. And uh, one of the reasons for that is that um, our partner CropTrust um, uh, manage a global project supporting gene banks uh, all over the world to produce seeds and to, to secure them in the seed vault. This, uh, we call it the bold project it's it's an abbreviation and it's funded by by Norwegian government and the aim is to to uh, include more gene banks and more genetic material in 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 the seed vault uh, project and i think uh, more details will come later but i think perhaps around 30 gene banks have received uh, or will receive uh, support from this uh, project and uh, three of them are actually sending seeds uh, now at this occasion. So that's also uh, some a project that uh, will increase the awareness and increase the, the security of these genetic resources. Beautiful. That's that's super nice to hear that there are also new players coming into this 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 situation, and there there is also the financial support to um, to to be offered to them. So we uh, explored now how the seed banks, the, the, the gene banks uh, find their way towards the seed vault. How does it go the other way around? We know that 
um, the, the gene banks around, we hope actually that the gene banks around the world will stay secure. We will manage to address the different crises that might challenge their security. But um, in case we actually need what is in the vault, how does this process look like? How um, would gene banks take their, their seeds back? Uh, well, uh, it's important to know that the seeds in the seed vault remain the property of the gene banks. Mm -hmm. uh, the seeds are not shared with anyone else and not dis distributed anywhere. And so if a gene bank uh, think that now we do not have access to our own seeds, we have lost seeds, they, they have lost viability, and we would uh, take advantage of our uh, our bank box deposit in Svalbard, they can just call me and I will send seeds back. This uh, happens uh, have happened uh, for one gene bank already, and this was the International Center for uh, Agricultural Research in Dry Areas, uh, abbreviated uh, to ICARDA. Uh, they had their headquarter and uh, gene bank in Aleppo in Syria. And uh, during the conflict, uh, the gene bank, which is an international center and not a national gene bank, they lost uh, access to their seed bank and they decided to uh, to withdraw the seeds they luckily had deposited in the seed vault. So we actually sent back 116,000 seed samples to ICARDA units in Lebanon and Morocco, and uh, ICARDA used these uh, seed samples to establish new gene bank units in these two countries. So uh, it's a sad story about Syria, of course, but it's an, an excellent example of the importance of the seed vault and uh, all these seed samples they germinated, and uh, ICARDA was able to to uh, to multiply them, um, produce seeds for their own purpose, for establishing a new gene bank, for distributing seeds to uh, to science and breeding, and also send new samples back to, to the seed vault. So withdrawal of the seeds started in 2015, and already today ICADA has uh, sent more than 100,000 new samples back to the seed vault. So this has been a very efficient process uh in the first place by ICARDA process is supported by crop trust and uh, and uh, we are very happy that uh, our part of this mission also turned out to, to be very efficient and and uh, and uh, to everyone's satisfaction no that's that's actually a very interesting story of course it's a very sad story when it's about food shortages but it's very um nice to hear that there is a plan that can be executed. And I now have a small follow-up question to that. Um, is there, for example, um, the, the explanation on why a gene bank might want their seeds back? Does it have to be a long-term um, drought or a long-term, um, let's say, um, insecurity in regards to food? Or is it also um, available in case of direct destruction of the of the gene bank or or anything like that. For example, in Turkey right now, I don't know if there is a case, but let's say that the place where they stored a lot of these things collapsed or there was some issue that was quite acute. Is is are are, are the seeds also available in this situation? 
Well, uh, as I said, the seeds are owned by the depositor gene bank, and it is up to the gene bank to decide what should happen with the seeds. And if we we will not ask uh, and control that uh, mm -hmm. uh, that the reasoning for uh, receive, uh, sending seeds back is is good or good enough, uh, if a gene bank uh, tells me that. Osman, now I need uh, my seeds to be returned. <laughs> I will send them back. Beautiful. That's that's good to hear. Um, and the next question I have for you, um, I did a little bit of reading uh, before our conversation, and I actually found um, a very interesting article about the Cherokee Nation that they uh, actually um, deposited some seeds in 2020 that was super interesting to to read as a story um so how does the seed bank uh, or if the seed bank does work in general with the uh, indigenous peoples and and the seeds they have as this is like of course very important not only for food but for them for culture as well etc i think most parts of that question should be uh, posed to the cherokee nation gene bank itself <laughs> but uh, um, when it comes to, to to the practical uh, work, Cherokee Nation's gene bank is uh, is a gene bank in line with all other gene banks. Mm -hmm. We are very happy that we have a couple of these indigenous uh, gene banks uh, in our family, and uh, uh, we are sure that they conserve seed samples that are unique and and also have a, a, a rich uh, history that should also be uh, be conserved but uh, <clears throat> con conserving the seeds is uh, is done in exactly the same same uh, same uh, ma manner that than seeds from other gene banks beautiful thank you so much for sharing um now moving on to um, of course, someone seeing photos of this building on the internet, um, the first question someone sees on Google is if this building is real, because it looks very futuristic and it's also in a very, very harsh environment, right? Like everything around is, is very, very cold. There is a lot of snow. So what are some of the biggest threats, let's say, to the vault? Um, how is it being protected by this harsh environment? Or is this harsh environment the very reason the vault is there? Well, there are a lot of buildings in in Longyearbyen in Svalbard, and and for uh, skilled engineers, it is not difficult to to plan, construct, and and build uh, a concrete construction that can stand uh, the environment in Svalbard. And actually, it's 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 very nice, or it's a, also a nice story that uh, the the architect uh, drawing the seed vault. His uh, his mission, or, or or he was asked, please uh, make uh, construct a robust, of course, but simple and cheap construction uh, for this purpose. And his aim was to construct as as simple as possible. And uh, but what uh, the seed vault has been, it has been an iconic construction in the Arctic. Most people around the world knows about it. They have seen it. 
uh, and it has now a quite iconic value as a symbol of uh, of uh, the importance of taking care of the seeds and plant genetic resources. But in the first place, this was the simplest construction that could uh, serve the purpose. So uh, it's uh, it's nice to observe how how uh, the context uh, the seed vault is part of made it from something very simple to something very uh, with a very strong sim symbolic uh, value. But uh, yeah. I don't I don't think uh, the seed vault is uh, the construction is not uh, threatened. Uh, by any anything that we can think of from the environment. Uh, mm. We had a, a quite major upgrade of the seed vault uh, three years ago, and now we have a complete watertight tunnel. We have a very modern uh, cooling system, uh, keeping uh, it uh, frozen down to minus 18 degrees. It's mm -hmm. important to know that uh, the seed vault is, of course, placed in, in permafrost in, in uh, Svalbard, but uh, it is as such not uh, dependent on permafrost for the, because we have a, we have a advanced cooling system uh, uh, bringing the temperature down to minus 18 while the permafrost is uh, around minus 3, 4, 5. So, so uh, we are not even uh, threatened by climate change. So I think seed vault is is very secure. The 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 most uh, prevailing uh, what do you call it challenge for us is is to convince or encourage gene banks, governments uh, all over the world to. In the first place, uh, secure their seed collections, and secondly, perhaps to take advantage of, of our offer to, to to store copies in the seed vault. Beautiful. That's that's quite interesting. And also hearing you, first of all, seeing the building, and then also hearing the story you have been saying to us for the past twenty minutes. I think that also it, it is you know for the, the the image of it has become also. Um, an image of resilience for, for, for humans, basically, but also an image of what collective resilience looks like, the way you're describing this collaboration with the different gene banks and the ownership and how this whole, um, let's say, project operates. It's actually a very inspiring story of what international, like human, basically, collaboration can achieve um, in order to survive all together as, as humanity. Thank you so much for sharing. This is, this is quite inspiring beyond this project, I think. Um, so my next question to you is, what is currently the vault missing? Or what are the resources that are needed in order to ensure that it continues to operate and serve as, let's say, one of humanity's resilient um, arcs for our present and future? Well. Uh continuous management of uh, the seed vault is guaranteed for by the Norwegian government. Uh, the seed vault is managed uh, in a cooperation with the Norwegian Ministry of Agriculture and Food, and, uh, Crop Trust, and my organization, which is the Nordic Genetic Resource Center. And I think we have a quite robust uh, uh, organization and uh, by having the Norwegian state behind guaranteeing for the for the management, I think uh, 
we don't lack resources to 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 uh, keep the seeds safe uh, for uh, for a foreseeable future future um what do we lack if you if your question is uh, uh, is uh, directed to to seeds there are of course uh, uh, important crop species that could be better represented in the seed vault uh, because we have today uh, 1 million 195,244 seed samples in the seed vault uh, deposited by 93 gene banks. There are more than 200,000 uh, samples of wheat genetic resources there. 100 and 70,000 samples of rice uh, there and 90,000 samples of barley. In the other end of the scale, we have uh, uh, food crops represented uh, with just one or two samples. So, of course, to secure the whole uh, uh, diversity of these crops, which is our objective, uh, then we need uh, <coughs> gene banks to who has uh, these uh, resources in their collections. Uh, we need those uh, to, to deposit, uh, <coughs> sorry, deposit um, um, copies of their collections also in the seed vault. So we constantly work with uh, international organizations and we keep track of uh, uh, which species we have. Today we have more than 6,000 species in the seed vault. And but still there are material that is not not there, so that's that's a challenge and uh, could be also a kind of response to to your question. No, this is this is great. Thank you so 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 much for sharing. And it's it's also nice to know that this uh, concept and this sorry this project is actually uh, robustly supported and stable. Um, beautiful. I think. This is uh, going to, to close basically our discussion for today. So Osman, thank you so, so much. It's been a pleasure learning from you. Um, I wish you all the best for the uh, 15th anniversary, but also basically all the best for this continuing day, the, um, the project that it is today and continuing serving our collective needs. Um, thank you so, so much. And thank you to everyone who stayed with us for the entire conversation. We hope you enjoyed it. And we also hope that you understand a bit more about the importance of basically um, working together to, to ensure our present and future. Thank you, Osmond. Thank you, everyone. Have a lovely day. Stay tuned for our next episode in two weeks' time as we air the second of a two-part series on women in sustainable finance. Please consider leaving us a rating or writing us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and reach out to us on social media with the hashtag GLFLive. And for everything you need to know about landscapes, ecosystems, and climate change, check out our website at globallandscapesforum.org. We'll see you on the next one.